Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. Down. That song goes in a certain direction after a few lyrics. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer brought to you by our friends at Digitex with Oilers Now. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands, printers, at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Hope you had a great weekend. Tough weather out there. Man, that was a cold, hard rain over the course of the last couple days. Brendan, can you... There we go. Squelch that puppy right down. Coming up on uh, today's edition of Oilers Now, so much to get to. Two themes in the first half hour of the show. Okay? Uh, Obviously, we're going to talk a bit about Milan Lucic. What was the exact uh, piece from yesterday's edition of 31 Thoughts that Elliot Friedman pushed out, oh, Brendan Ulrich? Elliot says we're dealing with some verbal semantics when it comes to Lucic and Edmonton. I've heard rumors he'd asked for a trade, but that was denied. However, it's clear he and the Oilers are working together to gauge interest. It doesn't look like an easy trade to make without taking back a big contract, but the team seems confident there will be a fit. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, run a couple clips from Milan Lucic at the end of the season and then uh, circle back to uh, Elliot's little uh, piece uh, there as well. On top of uh, Milan Lucic, we're about uh, two weeks away from the NHL entry draft and I'll have some thoughts on that as well. John Shannon from NHL Hockey at Rogers at 1235. Mark 
Edwards, HockeyProspect.com. This is a guy, if you talk to some of the people that are actually full-time NHL scouts and people in scouting circles, they would tell you this might be the the guy that grinds the most, hustles the most. So we're going to have Mark on the show today, well-respected by many in the scouting fraternity. And then out of Buffalo, Mike Harrington with some interesting comments on who might be potentially available with the Buffalo Sabres. Here's how you reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. we got Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice coming up June 29th. They've also got Nazareth, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chad.com. The easier way to get a hold of us is to text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. I'm on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan is at Brendan Ulrich. And you can tweet me uh, the show at Oilers Now. Spec will be in tomorrow. Stoffer, Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta. Live racing. Saturdays at Northlands Park. Uh, by the way, Justify winning the Triple Crown on uh, Saturday. Pretty impressive. All right, so at the end of the year with Milan Lucic, and just, uh, I mean, he had, a, he had a terrible second half of the season. There's really... You know, let's just be honest here. Uh, the orders were 17, 17, and 2 at Christmas time. In their final 46 games, Milan Lucic scored one goal and went minus 18. I mean, that is a tough stretch for any player in this league. Uh, you know, let's face it, if he scores 10 more goals in the second half of the season, maybe the orders don't make the playoffs, but. Maybe they're within four to six points of the playoffs and not out of it in the middle of February. So Edmonton had a difficult campaign. They needed more uh, from Lucic. I think that's a fair assessment. He would be the first person, I'm sure, uh, to admit to it. And I asked him point blank at the end of the season uh, in a one-on-one interview, what went wrong in 2017-18? Just kind of everything like you talked about. Just, you know, not getting a bounce and, and then... You know, when you don't get a bounce, frustration kicks in, and and uh, you almost start second guessing yourself and frustration and all that type of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's easy it's easy to blame a lot of things, and sometimes also you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, were you good enough at times? And you know, there were key moments where you know could have tied a game or put us up by a goal and all that type of stuff and you know either miss the net or you know hit a post or, or or the goalie made a big save and you know those are the things that you know that when you look throughout the season that you as a competitor that you have to you have to live with and it's you know, it's unfortunate that I wasn't able to step up and, and, and produce at times when the team really needed me to. And uh, for myself, I just need to use this summer to get refocused, re-energized and, and find my confidence again. And because I know what I'm able to do at this level and, and I feel like I can still produce at a high level. It's just about going out there and doing it. All right, so that was, uh, and again, we had about a seven-minute one-on-one at the end of the year. Um, I then asked Milan whether or not his struggles were more physical or mental, because there's been a lot said, you know, hey, he's a power forward. These guys tend to depreciate with age. He's, you know, rode some hard miles. You know, frankly, he's been remarkably healthy uh, throughout the course of his career. Uh 
and but but there are certainly the analytics types are the first guys to sit there and point out with veteran guys in this role that uh the decline tends to be steep at times. I asked Milan point blank uh, whether or not the struggles were physical or mental. I, I think it's probably 90% of, of, of my summer because, to be honest, the way I came in as far as physically in shape this year is probably the best shape I've been in in, in four years because I actually had a summer where it wasn't disrupted by trade or, or UFA or... Death, matters. death in the family, all that type of stuff. So I, I really got to focus on myself last summer, and and I did a really, I I know I did a really good job of, of taking care of myself. So uh, going back to your point, I think it's 90, 90% of it is just getting the mental part right because, you know, it's just... Uh, where where times I, I've been in you know scoring situations and I puck on my stick and you know my mentality was it was automatic that I was gonna put the puck in the net and and it's almost like right now it's you know you even saw last night twice. I get it uh, twice and you know you don't make it count and it's and it, that's that's a mental confidence uh, uh, type of thing more than it is a physical thing so. Um, just gonna try to get healthily, healthy mentally, and and and, and find that um, ex, I guess excitement and and passion and love and all that type of stuff all over again for for the game, and um, so that's that's on me to to figure that out. All right, and this is why, as a result of that clip that we just played you there, why I've mentioned repeatedly over the uh, last couple months that it's been 90% mental for Milan Lucic, because he says it's my 90% a mental thing. I have some empathy for Milan. Uh, I, I think that society has moved to the place that uh, we can appreciate when, when families uh, lose a family member. Uh, that has been lost uh, due to mental illness that uh, we do feel empathy in those situations. And the fact is he was traded from Boston where he was, uh, for the most part, a core player. I think we'd agree on that. I don't, you know, when you have Zidane Char and Patrice Bergeron on those teams, um, he was, a, for me, a support leader. Uh, but he was certainly an impactful player for the Boston Bruins and arguably the best power forward in the National Hockey League during his time in Boston. He went to L.A. for a year and was pretty good. The Oilers were not the only team that uh, bid on Milan Lucic's services. Montreal Canadiens' Dallas Stars were in there hard on Lucic uh, throughout the process. It's my belief that uh, there may have actually been a, an offer that on a uh, AAV perspective in terms of the average was more than what Edmonton offered, maybe not the same term length. Um, when Lucic was signed, frankly, I think that for a lot of the... Uh, Hockey fans in this market that had interpreted some of the Oilers' challenges were related to the fact that they got pushed and boxed out of games, and the Oilers built a bigger, heavier team, and Lucic was part of that process, and the fact is the league moved in a different direction. But even by Milan's own admissions, he actually thinks he was in better shape and, and better suited to play that game. But something happened at Christmas, okay? And it affected the team. Again, one goal, minus 18, final 46 games this season. Uh, one thing that did not happen over the course of the last two years, how many games did Connor McDavid miss? And I know Ryan Rashog being this point on Twitter as well. We've discussed about it in the past. You know, it's funny because there's certain guys that 
maybe have never played a level of competitive hockey in their lives that'll be completely dismissive of the importance of having that intangible in the lineup. Um, and maybe there's some guys that played at a okay level but weren't any good that do have a real appreciation uh, for uh, that role. I, I'll just say this. I think that Lu- Milan Lucic's presence, even if teams did not want to wake him up, I do believe that Milan Lucic's presence at times ease the amount of crap from the little you-know-what's out there, the little runts that run around and take shots at guys, the amount of crap that specifically Connor McDavid would take. I think that Lucic, his presence in the lineup does play a factor in that regard. Teams simply do not want to wake him up, and one way to wake him up is by, you know, running star players. And, I and the, the, you know, those of you will say, well, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Wait a sec here. It still happens once in a while, and it certainly happens in the playoffs. And, hey, you got to get to the playoffs. The Oilers did two years ago. Um, I don't know if Lucic was that effective on a line with Nugent Hopkins and Everly. That line didn't score an even-strength goal in the playoff series against Anaheim in the first four games. That's part of the reason why they were broken up. Where I'm going with this is this. Uh, I do think that Lucic has served a purpose over the last couple of years but he did not contribute offensively in the second half of the season. And I, I think at times it was a bit of a negative energy vortex for the group. How could it not be? Come back to the bench. He was frustrated. He shows his frustration. I do think he's a raw and emotive person. I don't think he's manipulative in the least. Okay? There are some players that are locker room lawyers. I don't believe Lucic is like that. Uh, is he super tight with his teammates? I have no clue. Uh, I travel with the team. I'm not going to infringe on their space. But I, I have some empathy for what went on in the second half of the season with him. That said, if he says it's 90% mental, I believe he, can ba- he can't be that bad again. I think he can bounce back. So this comes to us. You got that uh, uh, Elliot Friedman line again up there. Can you pull that up there from 31 Thoughts and just reread it to me? Yeah, he says, I've heard rumors he'd asked for a trade, but that was denied. However, it's clear he and the Oilers are working together to gauge interest. It doesn't look like an easy trade to make without taking back a big contract, but the team seems confident there will be a fit. Okay. So I got a question for you, Brendan. Do you think it's possible he can bounce back? Yes. Okay. So do I. Maybe not the player he was in Boston. Right. But Texas more like the player he was t- in his first year in Texas at 630, 630. So if you know that, if you think that he can bounce back, do you play the waiting game with him? In other words, see how he, you know, see how he performs? Unless that's just not an option. I don't know. But we don't know if it's an option because Lucic's camp, Jerry Johansson or Milan, have not spoken and said, hey, we've made, that has, nobody's verified that at any stage. Peter Shirelli Virtually nothing is getting out of the Oilers these days in this regard. So it's entirely, this thing's open. This is an open canvas to me. Could he be traded? Sure. Anybody could be traded. I guess Gretzky technically was sold, as Glenn Sather has said. I'm going to give you, I don't know if you remember this, Brendan. So when I was first starting off doing Total Sports on the other station back in the mid-2000s, that show started uh, in September of 2003. Do you know what the big story was in the 2004 offseason? In the summer of 2004? It wasn't hockey. It was basketball. Do you know which team it was? The Lakers. Right? Because there was a rift between Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. 
I want you to think about that first. Like sh- sh- we're talking Kobe Bryant. We're talking arguably the greatest Los Angeles Lakers player of all time. May I, you know, somebody might say Jerry West, somebody might say Magic Johnson, uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whatever. He was pretty damn good for a long time in the league. He was a true superstar, one of the top two or three players in the league. And the summer of 2004, it looked like he was going to the Chicago Bulls. Okay, That was the story all summer. We used to have ESPN Radio on that station. I, they, I don't know if they still do now. They've got mostly their own shows now. But And it, Kobe was a big deal, and it looked like something was going to happen. And ultimately, they moved out Shaq, and they kept Kobe. And it turned out to be a pretty good decision because, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think the Lakers ended up winning again after uh, you know with Kobe staying. The point with this is, is these situations are fluid, and uh, with all due respect to Milan, from an impact perspective, he ain't Kobe Bryant. So we'll see what happens here. I think it's an open canvas. Could something happen? Sure. Elliot has uh, put out his piece. I know Bob McKenzie has spoken about this issue. I do think that. There's some extenuating factors that maybe don't make the contract quite as prohibitive as people think. How far does the cap accelerate? How high does the cap go? That's number one. Okay. Number two, what was the impact of some of the physical forwards during the course of playoffs? Okay. Is Tom Wilson, your boy Tom Wilson, any good? Yes, but he's a lot faster than Lucic. I'll add that to that equation. Lucic said it wasn't physical. He said he was in better shape. That's, he yeah, that's test, fair, but he can't he, skate like Wilson. He tested. Well. Okay. He can Wilson intimidate like Lucic? Yes. No. No. Well, can, not as much. No, he can't. All Lucic needs to do is send one stare and grab a guy once. Your boy Wilson. I know you're the Washington Capitals fan, and but it's so. Yeah, but he does it every game. I think. Whereas Lucic last season didn't bring that every game. Has he ever had anywhere near as the highest scoring seasons as Milan Lucic, Tom Wilson? No. And he's he played exclusively on their first line this year. He had a great playoff. He's a very effective player. Absolutely. Ryan Reeves. Is is Lucic a better player than Ryan Reeves? Yes. Okay. The point is, come playoff time and and I thought Milan would be more impactful against Anaheim than he was, but his line with Nugent Hopkins and Everlay was not very good in that playoff series against the Ducks, and the Oilers were forced to make changes. Anyhow, bottom line is, I think we both agree the guy can bounce back. Some would say the time to move him would not be now, but might be next summer, unless you've got other reasons why you might want to move him in terms of potentially addressing other ingredients to the Oilers' lineup. That might be a reason why to do it. I do think that more cap space could potentially play a factor and I think the guy can still be an impactful player. Some would say this is not the time to trade him at all. Bring him back, get him going, and get him back to be a Milan Lucic and make make the bet. So time will tell. We'll see on that front. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Just, I'd like to know how many people think he can get it back. Like How many people think he can be a 20-goal score 45-point guy? and be an effective top six forward. Because in this day and age, that is a top six forward. So Texas at 630-630. Do you think Luch can get it back to being a 20-goal, 45-point, 75-penalty-minute guy? Because he doesn't have to fight all the time. Can he be that player? Let me know. When we come back, a quick thought on the Washington Capitals partying around town, and we'll hit on the upcoming NHL entry draft as well. 
This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guide. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Not surprisingly, we got literally hundreds of texts coming in. Your thoughts on Lucic. I'll get to them during various stages of today's show. Brendan, your Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. For those guys that see themselves on an incredibly high moral cloud get off of it man like the guys sitting there taking shots the Capitals players and Cox, Cox, oh Cox. man I'm not going to name any names well. enough please the boys are having fun they just gave her you know what for two months they're letting her rip they're celebrating with the fans that's part of the experience seriously we got we're, we're, we're riding these guys for having too much fun we got a lot of crap going on in Washington, including one guy who is a complete and utter buffoon, who is absolutely embarrassing the U.S. on a daily basis. And we're jumping all over a highly energetic Russian superstar who is sharing, sharing things with the public. Just ridiculous. There's negative energy being directed. Larry Brooks and yeah. and come on, Damien, come on, man, be better, relax you and enjoy life. as well because well, the fans are loving every second of it. hundred percent, it's great for hockey. Hey, in 1985, I was working at Rosie's Bar and Grill. Okay, and Charlie <laughs> Huddy came in and brought the Stanley Cup in about four or five days after the Oilers won the Cup after the beat the beat the Flyers. The whole play, the whole place went nuts in West Edmonton Mall. You know, we all poured. I think the beer at that time draft was about seventy five cents a glass, but it was awesome, right? You share it. That's part of the equation. Let's enjoy life a little bit. No, I don't like it that they're doing that. Oh, it's ridiculous enough. Come on, man. You, especially with what's going on in Washington. You know what? You know what Robert De Niro would tell those guys to go do? Anyhow, I digress. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, a guy that likes to kick back and have a good time, John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers when we return.